Speaking to the Nameless, Episode 5. Well, where should I begin with you? I think in your case, it would be very easy to simply say, well, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. It's such a small thing. It's really the blimp of, the blimp of an eye in compared to how long a life is and how many people each of us meet. And it's so easy to just say, well, just forget about it. Live and let live. Or live and let die. But that's exactly why we're having this conversation. This is exactly why I want to talk to you. Which is because that attitude doesn't work. That attitude wears down the significance of person-to-person interactions. And it wears down the significance of relationships. And being with someone, even if it's for a short space of time, even if it is such a Such a small thing. Now, when I met you, I... Well... The reason we related, I think... The way we did... When we first... Started relating... One of the factors was that I was actually very lonely... And there was no one in my life who I could be open with. And as well as that, I was also in this period of very rapid change and inner, I guess you could say, personal growth or you could say personal growth or personal personal turbulence might be another way to put it. So there were so many big things and and a lot of those things were very intellectual. A lot of those things were experiential and emotional and very significant, very significant things. And yet I had no one I could talk to about these things. I had no one to share with. And you came along and you sort of, you were asking questions And they were sort of like, get to know you questions. And I had been very well accustomed to sort of deflecting the get to know you. Those cheesy 20 questions about you, let's get to know you sort of routine. I was so over that. I was so just like, come on, I don't have time for this. I'm not interested at all. And yet somehow you managed to to really not fall into that and you actually asked genuine questions. And I remember turning to you and saying, are you giving me permission to talk about myself? 
And you sort of giggled and, sa- and said, yes, please do. And of course, those are just the words that were happening. What was happening energetically, or what I was feeling energetically, was that I'd really connected with someone. I really felt there was someone here that could be a friend and understand things. And that gave me a great hope, even though I knew that my experiences were so far out of your realm of understanding, like astronomically out of out of this world. And if I had really, <laughs> I'm sort of glad I didn't really fully share myself with you because I think it would have ruptured something in your being. It would have shocked you so badly. You really were not ready at all. But that didn't stop us. I don't think that would have stopped us from being friends, from having fun together, from connecting. And you really do have a great sense of humor. And you do really have a solid sense of self. I remember someone asked you this question, which goes like this. There's a button. And if you press it, there's a 50% chance you'll die and a 50% chance you'll win a million dollars. So you got 50-50. What do you do? And we were sort of sitting around talking about this thought experiment and your answer was, I'd press it twice. (laughs) And I just thought, wow, that really sums up your sense of humor and we all laughed and yeah it was just that was just one in a a couple of different moments where I really took a liking to your sense of humor and then something changed and looking back I can see that something changed actually quite dramatically It was a very sudden change. And I didn't notice it at the time. It was almost like someone had said something to you about me, which had completely changed your whole sense of who I was as a person. And you became untrusting. You became cold. You became distant. And you started to build this thing, which was that I was a predator. I was an aggressor. I was out to harm you. I was out to hurt you. And maybe it was something I said. Maybe it was something that you saw in me all of a sudden, which suddenly shocked you. It's almost like you asked someone else. It might have even been someone else. You might have asked someone else something about me. And they might have said something bad about me. I can't imagine what. It's almost like... It's sort of like you're getting to know someone. And you think you're going to be good friends. And then you find out they're a homosexual. And then all of a sudden, oh, none of it works. There's no way I can be friends with this person. And I sense maybe actually there is some homophobia in you. And the irony is that 
Well, another problem that we had between us was that you had this thing of, well, well, how do I explain this? There's sort of two sides to this. You had this thing of, oh, is there a romantic interest here? Is this person making a move on me? And to be honest, I don't know. Because I felt very close to you. And I was very drawn to you. And on one hand, I'm thinking, don't flatter yourself. You're not that good looking. You're really not. The, the beauty that's in you is on the inside. And I don't want to insult you. But that, that, that's enough said right there. But then on the other side, I was so lonely. And I was so glad to have found someone who I could connect with. And if you had have turned around and said, well, there's a romantic interest there, and we had have gone down that path, I don't know. Maybe something might have happened. Maybe I would have been open to it. And I don't know if this was the thing that was making you feel so bad about being around me. Is this the idea you were walking around with, that everything I was saying was an advancement onto your personal space? And how do you square that with with a homophobia? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe both these things are wrong. Maybe it's completely wrong. Because there's such a contradiction there. There's a, there's a contradiction there that doesn't work. And I can see what a, a deeper underlying principle is. And that is simply, there's a prejudice. There's some kind of judgment, I don't know what it is, which has shocked you, or you've it, it's somehow very deeply triggered something in your value sphere. And it's only a part of me. You were getting to know all sides of me. You were getting to know all sorts of things that I was doing with my life, as I was with you. And and just, just imagine that. That's such a strange complex to have. That's usually not how two people get to know each other. Normally, it's a lot more gradual. Normally, it's, uh, oh, if you find something that doesn't fit with you, it's not so dramatic. It's just like, oh, well, that, that's not a very good thing, but we, you know, we can sort of overlook it and we can work with it, or I can say, oh, I don't agree with this. But to find one little thing, or one, even just one big thing, and yet somehow that changes the entire picture of someone... Well, that just sounds like prejudice. It sounds like a neurosis in how you judge others and how you judged me. And as things went on, I did actually start to notice that something had changed. 
and I didn't quite get as far as being able to point blank ask you this. But I did say that I wanted to be your friend. And that I thought we had connected well. And that I had noticed something had changed. And we were just... It's it's so much... I can't believe how much drama there is in it. Like, how can someone who just has a great sense of humor, is really relaxed to be around, really open, really interested in other people... How does someone go from that to all of a sudden this, this giant clench, this, this anxiety, this fear of this person? How does that happen? And I did say to you, I sen- I'm sensing something is uncomfortable. Can you share what it is? And you brushed it off. You didn't have the chance to step up. You, 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 sorry, you had the chance to step up, but you didn't take that opportunity when it was offered to you. And I was perfectly willing to have an open, frank, honest conversation. What's your problem with me? And what is, the th- what is this thing? And of course, I'm thinking of it now as a prejudice. It could have been a misunderstanding. And a prejudice, the prejudice might have been grounded. There could have been some massive flaw in me. I'm not ruling that out. And, and maybe it was. Maybe it was a giant flaw. Maybe it was that I was lonely. Maybe it was that I was so desperate, so desperate to have a friend, to have someone close to me. But I'll never know. I'll never know what it was. And I wonder how you feel about it. I wonder how you feel about how things turned out. Because of course I can't contact you. There's no way for me to offer a line of communication because of the consequences of what followed. And I, and I would have loved to know if you thought it was a just ending, a fair ending. And I like to think that maybe there was some little tiny thing in you that might have thought, hang on, this is just too much drama over a small thing. And maybe... Of course, maybe this is just me trying to save face. Maybe this is me just trying to peddle this image of me as a good person, which is impossible to hold up. You know, maybe, maybe I really was just a creep. I was just an asshole. I was just an idiot. And in a sense, th- that is true. But... I'm also many other things. And even at that time, I wasn't, if I was those things, then I wasn't just those things. And the problem was that you saw those things and you thought that I was only those things.
And now I'm wondering if I do the same to you. I'm wondering if I see all of you. And maybe from this angle, I'm only seeing the good side of you. Maybe I should have seen that you were someone who was holding a secret prejudice which would rear its head at any moment. Maybe I should have seen that you're actually neurotic, not open, and that sharing my experiences with you would somehow shock you at some point. At a critical point, it would shock you, and that would change everything. Maybe I should have seen it coming. But now you can see that we can get to the deeper point, which is that how we could have been or how we might have made better light of the situation or how we can now, in retrospect, which is to see that, well, there are some really bad things in me and there are some really good things in me and there's a whole range of things in between And also there are some really bad things in you. And also there are some really good things in you. And we should just acknowledge that as a starting point and let's just meet each other on the same level and work from there. And let's acknowledge our flaws. Acknowledge our problems. Now, of course, it doesn't all just come down to you. What happened to me was not entirely resting just on you and your opinion of me and your experiences of me. There were many other people involved. And really, it all comes back to my own responsibility. And there was a bigger thing happening for me, which that which was that life was calling me in a new direction. And I actually see my flaws as a shadow of the positive things that were coming. And those flaws led me to get the kick out the door that I needed to be off on my way to those positive things. And oh my God, I found them. What, what I had, I had started when I met you, things had started for me and they were well on their way. But since then, it has been a complete, complete, just, oh, it, I don't want to put words to it. And if you can get back to the sense that you had of me when we were first getting to know each other, then, then, there, then there's something special in that. There's something very special in that. Because if you can sense just a little bit, you can sense it all. And not everyone has that. It's very rare. And that's why I felt so friendly towards you. Because you are a rare soul. You are a rare person. You have a deeper... 
how do I say? You have a you have a very immature and underdeveloped intuition towards something deeper, which is miles ahead of someone who has no intuition and no sense of something deeper. So I think that's the right proportion and the right picture to paint with you. And, and well, the, the other side of it is, well, maybe it was just a luck. It was just a, it was just a, a small opening which is now closed. And maybe your experience with me has left you closed and left you more guarded. It's left you more, well, quite simply, you, you're more closed. and You're no longer on the lookout for those deeper things, for deeper people more specifically. Do you remember when you said, you know, I've never met anyone in my life like you. Do you remember that? Well, you're right. You were right about that. And at the time I brushed it off, I said, I, I sort of turned it into a joke like, well, sure, you've never met like any, anyone like me because we're all unique. You've never met anyone like anyone, something like that. And sort of, I, I, I was trying to make light of the situation. And yet the way you said it, I, I knew, even then I knew, just, just the way you delivered those words, and you, the, the presence that you had, your body language, your tone of voice, you said, you know, I've never met anyone like you in my life. And you were right. You'd stumbled upon someone who could show you extraordinary things. Someone who could show you enormous stories. Someone who can share insight with you. Someone who could be open to you. Someone who could be caring to you. Someone who could take a genuine interest in you and how you grow. And as the situation was, we had this quite peculiar situation, as it always is when two people meet, it's always by chance, and it's always within a very strange situation, and we had our various roles, and our goals, and our sort of masks that we wear, and our costumes, metaphorically speaking, And I was willing to actually look beyond that. And that was one of, the, one of the problems that I had. That was one of the things that brought about... The, one of the things that stopped me really from being able to thrive 
in the situation that we were, which was that I was starting to look at people beyond the roles that society had put on them. I was looking deeper into them and seeing what, what, was, what is their being like? Not just what their personality is like, but what is their being like? And I was aware of this at the time, and I usually didn't go into people that deeply because I knew it would jeopardize the situation that we were in. But with you, I felt like you, you were looking beyond that and you were okay with relating in that way. And maybe that was a gross misunderstanding, a, a terrible misunderstanding. And I assumed way too much in your case. But you realize you missed the opportunity. You missed the opportunity to go deeper. And that, that is something. Because you did see the opportunity. You saw it. One, one of very few people that saw it. And yet you didn't take it. You didn't know how to allow it to unfold. Of course, there are a whole bunch of factors that I don't know about. I don't know what other people said to you. I don't know what you said to other people. It was a complete... It was a complete just drop complete severing of the relationship. So for some time, I did feel quite guilty because I never meant to make you feel uncomfortable. And for some time, I considered saying sorry. But actually, that passed... And you know what? I'm not sorry. And of course, I'm angry because I'm hurt. I'm angry at you because of how things turned out. So maybe under my anger and under my hurt, and under my hurt, there's some regret, and under my regret, there's some guilt, and under my guilt, then I'm sorry. And that's sort of one emotional string that we could attach to this that happens in relation to this. But then there's another string of emotions which goes something like, it's more like determination and standing your ground rather than anger. And at a certain point, I have to stand my ground and say, no, I'm tired of apologizing to everyone. Because you don't get it. I'm tired of saying sorry because you don't understand. I'm not going to say sorry for being sensitive. I'm not going to say sorry for opening my heart. I'm not going to say sorry for looking at people beyond the roles society has given them. I'm not going to say sorry for offering insight 
I'm not going to say sorry for trying to help someone. I'm not going to say sorry for sharing my being. I'm not going to say sorry for sharing the, the beauty that is within me. So no, I am not sorry. And good riddance to the situation that we were in. And I'm not going to brush it off. I'm going to remain emotionally charged. And I'm going to use that emotion to fuel my fire. And it's going to go right to the people that have intelligence. It goes to the people that are sensitive. It goes to the people that do want a deeper way of living. The people that believe and trust that inside them there is an inner light. There is an inner wealth. And that wealth can bloom. That wealth can explode in glory. That wealth has untold treasures which literally mean the difference between life and death. So you can keep walking around thinking, ah, that was just some guy I knew for a little while. And I'm sure I won't come to mind. And I'm sure you won't wonder what I'm doing now. And you'll never hear my story. And I have to be okay with that. I have to just, I have to pick my battles. I have to pick, well, it's up to whoever wants to hear. Let him that has ears here, something like that. Live and let live, something like that. And of course, now when I say live and let live, well, it means something very different to when you say it. Because living for me is something very different to living for you. So, as I said before, there's no way I can contact you. But if you wish to contact me, I will remain open. And it's only my sense of who you are that feels you've missed your chance. And I would be very happy to be proved wrong. I would be very welcoming. And that means a personal relationship. That means a one-on-one, -on -one, you and me, person to person. So I think 
I think that covers everything. I think we've, I'm sure there are more examples between us, but I think you get the gist of the, the emotional profile. And I don't want to start reflecting too much on the reflection. This is not a reflection of a reflection. So we'll listen to some silence and that's all I have to say for now.